If you enjoy listening to this podcast, we ask you to consider supporting it by making a reoccurring or one-time donation. Visit Mayflower's website at www.mayflowerucc.org and click on the Donate Now button. Donations made to Mayflower's Radio Fund are tax-deductible and go toward keeping this podcast available. Thank you for your support. The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City by the Reverend Lori Walkie, Associate Minister at one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe that religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Lori Walkie. This morning, we invite you to pause, to take a deep breath and join us as we remember, grieve, and lift up the great cloud of witnesses on this All Saints Sunday. It is this congregation's tradition to remember the beloved members who died during the year, to bless them again, and to remind ourselves that they are never very far away. The order of worship is a bit different because this is a day set apart. Not only will we lift up the saints that we sat with in the pews, sang hymns with, and did ministry alongside, we will also lift up the lives we've lost to the pandemic, so also will we name and remember the black lives who have been taken too soon because of our country's systemic racism. In this congregation, we take the widest possible meaning of saint because we take seriously the instruction that comes in the book of Hebrews, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels unaware you will have the opportunity to light your own candle for those you honor today. So be sure to have what you need to join in. And now, let us be in prayer together. It's All Saints Day, Holy One, and the scripture for the day comes from the weird and wild book of Revelation. Yes, we remember it's one revelation, not multiple revelations. Interpretation of the revelation is complicated, and oh, has it been used to exclude and divide. But stripped of all the developed doctrine and dogma, what a vision it was. John says, a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. He goes on to say, they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. But what has this to do with All Saints Day? Perhaps it is that the saints who have gone before us have tried to teach us something about love, about feeding the hungry, sheltering the stranger, and comforting those who mourn. The saints 
have tried to move us, no matter how small the step, towards that grand vision of the multitudes gathered in peace. Oh, <clears throat> oh, what an important time for us to claim that vision. Be with us as we honor the saints, Holy One, the ones who have pointed us in the right direction, who have cleared the path, who have passed us the baton, not necessarily perfectly, but certainly persistently. As we grieve our losses, we also promise to do better, to be better, to claim their vision and move us all towards everlasting peace. We pray in your holy name. Amen. We begin our service of remembrance by lifting up those who've lost their lives during the ongoing pandemic. We light a candle for the over one million people worldwide, over 200,000 Americans, and over 1,000 Oklahomans who have died because of the novel coronavirus. Join me in this responsive prayer where I will say a line and you will respond with, God, hear our prayer. Holy One, we pray for the souls of the beloveds taken by this pandemic, the young and the old, the healthy, and those with pre-existing conditions in nursing homes and hospitals, none of whom deserved this, and who cry out to us to do something different. God, hear our prayer. We pray for their loved ones, the ones who held vigil, held hands, held the line open, held on to hope, and who now hold on to memories. God, hear our prayer. Holy One, we struggle to comprehend the scale of this loss, feeling so small. But we are also reminded that we really do have a say in the matter with every single choice we make. So we ask you to remind us that lives depend on us. God, hear our prayer. Let all that is kind, all that is slow, all that is gentle, all that is careful, make its home in our hearts so that all of us arrive safely on the other side of this. God, hear our prayer. Earlier this year, we joined the Black Lives Matter movement in search of change for ourselves and our country, plagued by systemic racism, highlighted by the murder of black children of God. They are prophets to us, crying out for justice, their deaths revealing inequities, making public our private bias. So on this All Saints Day, we light a candle for Breonna Taylor and for George Floyd. who are not the only black lives we remember, 
but are at least two for whom we still seek justice. Let us say together this prayer of confession and promise as the words appear on your screen. Gracious God, on this All Saints Day, we lift up the lives of those who have died because of the deep-seated racism in our communities and in our hearts. For some time now, black Americans and people of color have been telling us that things are not right. This has been met with denial, anger, defensiveness. But correction is an act of love. So is repentance. So we repent and we recommit ourselves to doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly. For all the saints, for all the prophets, and the courage that not one more life be lost to this madness, we pray. Amen. And now we lift up the lives of those most familiar to us, the souls we've laughed and cried with, and those who have made this church the beloved community so many of us call home. We light a candle for Don Johnson. Don was born on June 10, 1924, on the Johnson family farm in Jackson County, about seven or eight miles southeast of Altus, Oklahoma, to Carl Ernest Johnson and Myrtle Stoltz Johnson, the third of eight children. He died in Edmond at age 95 in February. We have gathered, we'd gathered at that time just a year after the death of Don's beloved wife and Mayflower member Helen Johnson. And it was not particularly surprising that their deaths were so close. At Mayflower, they were typically referred to as if they shared one name, Don and Helen, no space between them. For many, many years, they held down the pew on the lectern side just under the balcony. Even before he married that English teacher, Donald Lee Johnson knew the power of word and story. In a couple of different ways and in a couple of different narratives, he wrote about his own life, choosing his own words. And to be frank, nothing in the pages were surprising. No self-aggrandizement or self-awarded accolades. Instead, it was really just straightforward storytelling. But no matter how unassuming his prose, there was no mistaking that Don Johnson's life was marked by loyalty, bravery, and love for family that leaves a story worth remembering. Bless you, Don. We light a candle for Linda Wilcox. Linda was many things to many people, wife, mother, teacher, spiritual advisor, raging feminist, mentor, advocate, cheerleader, and friend. She shaped the lives of countless college students who walked the halls of Southern Nazarene University, changed their thinking and their trajectory, and had we been able to have a service at the church, we would have run clean out of seats. She loved her family fiercely, and she raved about her boys, Ben and Josh, although she did know their limitations, which is why she had her funeral completely planned. 
but we also know that she would have been the first to laugh when all of those plans went out the window and we ended up shooting off a confetti cannon in her backyard to remember her. Bless you, Linda. We light a candle for Wanda Carpenter. Our bridge playing, real estate selling, eyebrow raising Wanda Carpenter. We'll remember you for how fussy you could be, Wanda, and what a hell of a card player you were, and what a good friend you were, the kind that would tell you the truth and then help you clean up the mess. This pastor has a terrible time knowing that you will not be holding down the pulpit side of the sanctuary whenever it is we finally get to meet in the sanctuary again. It was already lopsided after the death of your beloved friend, Sister B, Barbara Scoggin. And now, who will give me an epic eye roll at just the wrong time in worship? I guess it's up to you, Jana and Greg and Lynn. All I can say is that Sister B and Wanda are God's problem now, and I have no doubt they're giving her just as much trouble as they gave me. Bless you, Wanda. We light a candle for Bill Culver. People can see Bill Culver's fingerprints all over Oklahoma City in the buildings he designed, not just here, but across the state. He was 28 years old when he designed the first glass building in Oklahoma City. He was a man who loved old hymns and delighted in good conversation and, of course, cherished his beloved wife. We will miss your kind and gentle soul, Bill. Bless you. Bless you. We light a candle for Tom Glover. Tom finally reunited with his beloved Hyla. Tom, who volunteered for so many years with Rebuilding Together and played golf and went sailing and painted watercolor and acrylic, sailed and sailed some more. Tom the architect who could see things before they became real for anyone else. May all of us recognize, as you did, what a charmed life we have. Bless you, Tom. Bless you. We light a candle for Don Gilchrist. Don Gilchrist, the tallest man in the room, well, the tallest person in any room, book-lugging, computer-programming, girl-dadding, theology-spouting, group-study-leading Don Gilchrist. He spent his life accommodating insufficient height of doorways, stairwells, some ceilings, and, well, mostly everything was too short. Except in the house he built for his cherished wife Kay and daughters Terry and Donna, a house where all the door frames are six inches higher than standard build. Don was a collector of everything. People, traditions, books, hobbies, books, ideas, theology, books, computer parts, engine parts, machine parts, tools, and more books. Perhaps collector isn't the right word. Don was a gatherer, a seeker, 
someone who saw the value of coming together, of knowing that there is very little in the world that should be tossed aside, so we should value it all. Bless you, Don. We light a candle for Gretchen Barty. Gretchen taught English in Oklahoma City Public Schools for many years with a heart for students who were often thought of as on the fringe, but not to her. Her mind worked fast, and she loved reading, stylistic prose and poetry, powerful expression, and a good story. She was not one to mince words. And Gretchen, we'll keep working on making sure everyone can hear what happens in the sanctuary. Bless you, Gretchen. Bless you. Finally, and I invite you to light your candle at home, we light a candle for all of the other losses we carry with us. Friends of Mayflower Church, your beloveds, parents, grandparents, spouses, family, and friends, I invite you to light a candle for the saints in your own life. We, of course, know that saints are not perfect. More often than not, they were simply present, present when we needed courage, present when we needed to be reminded of who we are, present to encourage us to be our very best, and who lived in ways we carry forward with us. Bless you, saints. Bless you. We love you. We miss you, and we'll see you soon. And now, let us settle into prayer, and then we'll go with a word of blessing. To the saints, how do we say thank you to you who dreamed, fought, believed, suffered, to you who showed us what incredible things humans are capable of under the most challenging of circumstances. We kneel to your courage. We pray to acquire your faith. We praise God, the divine in you. Are you with us still in these days of grief? Are you companioning us in this long journey to justice or weeping at the vanity of it all? Will you tell us your secrets? Whisper softly in our direction about when you wanted to quit, when you got tired, when you weren't sure if any of it mattered or if it was worth the costs. What kept you going? Was it your own prayers to the saints who went before you? Did you long to make them proud? Was it seeing God in your people yearning to live free? Was it us, the future ones, now enfleshed. More important than your answers is simply your assurance that you asked the same questions as budding prophets today and kept living love anyway. Let us go with a word of blessing. May all that is worth remembering cling relentlessly to our hearts. May this day offer a thin place where heaven and earth meets and time falls away. May we be ever mindful 
that our lives are built one decision at a time, crafted one moment at a time, molded one memory at a time. Go then and live fully now. Be kind now. Apologize now. Forgive now. Encourage someone now. See beauty now. Find hope now. Go in peace now. Wage a little peace now. And love one another every single other. Amen. You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Rev. Lori Walkie, Associate Minister at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services are every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. with adult education classes at 10 a.m. Mayflower also has a full church school for children of all ages available during the 11 a.m. service. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.